You pay more taxes, I pay more taxes, we all pay more taxes. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to The Lucas Scrobot Show, where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. It's episode 264, October 10th, 2021. Welcome to the show. Coming to you from the heart of the Middle East, today we talk about taxes, global taxes that are going to affect everyone. They say that this is only going to touch the top you know, big, bad multinational corporations that are making more than 750 million euros dollars a year. But who will end up footing this bill? Who will end up suffering because of this new and imposed global tax? Well, it's us 7 billion earthlings who are just oftentimes trying to get by in life. Also on today's episode, stick around to the end, especially if you're an avid listener some announcements uh, towards the end of this episode in the Weaver and Loom segment that you for sure do not want to miss because it uh, pertains to the next number of weeks and months. Back to this global tax. Thank you, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which is comprised of 140 countries. And so far, 136 out of this 140 countries have agreed to the global taxation scheme so that these big multinational corporations can't avoid taxes. What would happen up to this point, and still to this point, because this bill has not been passed, there's four countries, uh, including Kenya, Nigeria, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka, that have not yet joined the agreement, but it is likely that it's still going to pass as 90% of the, the globe, the global economy, is behind this proposition. But what the way this applies is for these massive multinational corporations that are doing over 868 million US dollars or 750 million euros in sales a year will be subject to an additional 15% tax, not an additional 15%, but a minimum 15% tax. The way that that works is if you set up your company in India, and India levies a 10% tax on you, but you also have roots back in the UK. Well, the UK is now able to impose the difference. They are able, the UK can take the extra 5%, India can take their 10%, and no matter what, if you're one of these massive corporations, you're paying 15%. In the past, the way that these uh, these tax incentives have worked. It, a great case in point is a nation like the United Arab Emirates or Dubai or even Saudi Arabia, where they had zero tax for these multinational corporations. It was a tax haven or low tax for such a long time. So it gave these companies incentive to come and set up business in their country because they would be able to have a lower tax burden to be able to do business. And this would greatly help and build the economy of many nations, including Ireland. Ireland has been using this, uh, it's a scheme, and I don't mean scheme in a negative way, but have been using this scheme for a long time to be able to help build up their economy by giving tax breaks to to organizations, to corporations, so that they come and set up their headquarters in Ireland, which then brings jobs, which brings white-collar jobs, blue-collar jobs, helps the economy grow in those cities in that nation. But now, 
the governments have banded together and they have essentially created a fixed pricing schema, which if a, a slew of corporations banded together and said, hey, we're going to fix the prices just so that everyone has to pay the same amount so that we can just ensure that all of the customers, it's it's an equal competition, equal playing field. The, the powers that be are saying, well, no, this isn't really uh, price fixing or tax fixing. It's making sure that everyone actually has a level playing field. It's the same difference. The only difference is that somehow the global elected officials have decided that this is a good idea, even though it is going to impact people like you and me. And this is how it's going to impact people like you and me. When these global corporations turn a profit, what happens with that money? That money goes back into the company. That money goes out to their investors or goes out to other people on their board or employees. And they get taxed there. So people, the dollar is getting taxed one way or another. But what these big corporations do, which is and has enabled us to talk right now, the fact that you're listening to this is evidence that these evil multinational corporations who are just out to destroy the world have totally destroyed your life by the fact that you are listening to this most likely on a handheld device that 20, 30 years ago would have cost millions and millions and millions of dollars, billions and billions and billions to make. We didn't even have the technology, but because of the ability for corporations to reinvest profits into their companies, we have been able to develop amazing technology that has improved all of our lives. But when that, those profits are not able to be reinvested into the company, and they're not making the profits that they need to stay alive, which right now in COVID times, we all know that countries are, are struggling to stay afloat. Even here, here in the, the Middle East, when VAT tax was initially introduced just a number of years ago, the number of companies that shut down or left citing VAT tax across the region was enormous. Shocking amounts of people left during that time as things were already slowing down pre-COVID days. And now uh, millions more of expats have left these companies because, or, or these, these nations and have gone back to their home countries because there's just not the business to be able to keep these economies as they have been afloat. But now when these massive corporations are getting an additional tax where they can't find these tax havens, who is going to pay for it? Well, sooner or later, it will cause prices to inflate. We will end up paying those prices. It will cause everything in the world to inflate because no longer can these corporations find a place where they have a, a tax haven. It actually kills competition. It actually kills small nations' abilities to have an advantage over big, booming economies like the United States. So this is, this is just a bad deal all around. Of course, the, the, the globalists that be 
are loving are loving this because it means that they are able to have one step closer to total global control. Uh, President Joe Biden said in regards to this, he made a statement, a written statement. He said, today's agreement shows how the American leadership and diplomacy is advancing the economic interests of America's working families. For decades, American workers and taxpayers have paid the price for tax systems that has rewarded multinational corporations for shipping jobs and profits overseas. This race to the bottom hasn't just harmed American workers, but it put many of our allies at competitive disadvantages as well. In other words, we don't like the global competition, so we are going to do away with the competition. We are going to do away with people having a competitive advantage because we're going to make it illegal for them to have a competitive advantage. Now we're going to say, nope, if you're going to take your business elsewhere, you still will owe us taxes. The globe <laughs> is truly becoming a borderless, uh, borderless swamp. Of course, this is great for the Build Back Better agenda, which the whole world is going to go through this global reset and build back better, and we're going to make sure that everyone pays their fair share. It's funny, we don't when we talk about paying their fair share, why don't we just establish a flat income tax, 10%, or a flat sales tax, rather than having all of these systems where the, the, the one-tenth of 1% who are building these corporations, who are investing their resources and taking risk, are paying the majority of the taxes already. Oh, this is, it's just insane. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's you and I who will end up carrying these tax loads and these tax burdens because once the money gets sucked into the governments, we, we all know how most governments across the world are run very inefficiently because they're not run from an entrepreneurial mindset. There are some nations out there who do operate with a different mindset of how can we, how can we run our, our governments with more of an entrepreneurial spirit. But oftentimes, the way that a budget works within a government is if you spend all of your budget, then you will get more budget. But if you don't spend all of your budget, you will get less. Whereas in a corporation, in a company, it's quite the opposite. It's if you can get the job done without spending all that money and you can show a profit, we are going to reward you for your good stewardship. Now, I'm, I don't think that tax should be totally outlawed taxes are good when there's taxation with representation and you're you're paying for for a a unified government to help things in society like build roads like make sure that there's a legal system put in place like building up a military to defend your borders to defend your land to to ensure that there is a legal system so that when there is reason to go to court, you know that you have a just system that you will be working and operating in that's not corrupt, where there's not grease money that's going every which way. There's good reason for taxes. There is not, I don't have an argument to say 
there should be zero taxes. There should be tax. But this, this will not, this will definitely not have a positive effect on, on the lives that it supposedly is designed to help. Yeah, that makes sense. In a post-truth society where we have exchanged truth for lies and reasons for post reason for post-pondering rationality, the absurd finally makes sense. And what is the greatest thing about living in a post-modern era, a post-modern world, is that you can change the definition of words to mean whatever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it, as long as it fits your political agenda. That is, if you're the one that's in charge of the dictionary, well, the Merriam-Webster dictionary is in charge of the dictionary, and they found it quite convenient to change the definition of what an anti-vaxxer is. Previously, an anti-vaxxer was someone who was against all vaccines, period. Now, I know a lot of people who sit in that anti-vaxxer camp. And I have spent a lot of time debating and arguing, or mostly actually trying to avoid debates and arguments around the, the anti-vax uh, arguments because we vaccinate. All of our kids, they're vaccinated. I love vaccinations. They are awesome. Awesome. However, what I don't love, mandatory vaccinations. People being told that if you do not get a shot. You are barred from society. You, you are going to lose your job. You're not able to work in the government. You're not able to work in the military. You're not able to enter a store. You need to have your medical papers on you at all times in order to go anywhere. This is the, the mandates that are happening. And right now in society, ironically enough, most of the voices that I have listened to that are against the mandating of vaccines, they have been vaccinated. Many people are that I listen to, they've gotten the vaccine. They said, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated too. And then they go on to say how they are against mandates of vaccines because it's a complete overstep of personal freedoms and, and, and government into the personal sphere and the medical sphere, and the whole thing has become politicized. Well, now, the dictionary, of course, language has become politicized as well. They've changed the official definition in the Merriam-Webster dictionary to, to this. It is now a person who opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccinations. So now, if you oppose a mandate regulating vaccinations, you're opposing a mandate. You're not anti-mandate now, you're anti-vax. Well, one of the biggest, apparently, anti-vax nations now, I guess we have those, if a nation is opposing, if, <laughs> this is what it means, if a nation decides to oppose the regulation or mandates of a vaccine, like Croatia, they're now anti-vax. They're now anti-vax. Well, Iceland must also be anti-vax because they have suspended Moderna vaccinations for all age groups. All age groups. 
They're saying, mm, we don't trust Moderna. Does this mean that, oh my goodness, they're Iceland, of all places, they are being just uh, horrible anti-vaxxers. Is that, no, because, because they looked at data and they said, hmm, I don't think we trust this Moderna vaccine right now. We need to, we need to get a little bit more, some more answers to figure out what's going on. When, when AstraZeneca was paused across Europe, does that mean Europe was in that point of time anti-vax because they didn't want to accept that particular vaccine? Well, President Biden, President Joe Biden, chimed in on this uh, this last week, remarking on the, the, the progress, the great progress that America has made when it comes to their vaccinations and the things that he's doing and the reasons why he is pushing vaccine mandates, mandates across the, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Here is President Joe Biden. Still had more than a quarter of the people in the United States who were eligible for vaccinations, but didn't get the shot. And we know there is no other way to beat the pandemic than to get the vast majority of Americans vaccinated. It's as simple as that. No other way. He said there's no other way to beat the pandemic. If you remember a few episodes ago, we played a clip from Professor Sir Andrews Pollers, who is the director of the Oxford vaccination group. The Oxford AstraZeneca director. Talk about being pro-vaccination. This is what he had to say a few episodes ago. I think we are in a situation here with this current variant uh, where herd immunity is not a possibility because it still infects uh, vaccinated individuals. Um, and I suspect that what uh, the virus will throw out next is a, is a variant which is perhaps even better at transmitting in vaccinated populations. This is, this is from someone who is helping develop these vaccines. But yet, here is the, the president of the United States of America with fake news, misinformation, saying that, oh, man. We know that the only way that this will stop is if everyone gets vaccinated, even though the experts are saying we are not going to reach herd immunity, period. It is, it's not going to happen with this because it is like the flu in that, in that it is continually coming up with new and new strains and variants, just like a flu shot from two years ago is not going to help you with beating the flu this year. Well, President Joe Biden goes on. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. And cannot spread it from you. Ding, 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 ding. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a direct violation of YouTube policies. Is it not? Again, we just read the, the, a lot of the policies, the new YouTube misinformation policies to, to build a safer world for you. On, from the, this is a quote from the YouTube website on their policy that you cannot make any claims that any medication or vaccination is a guaranteed prevention method 
for COVID-19. So claims that any medication or any vaccination is a guaranteed prevention method for COVID-19 is a violation of YouTube policy. And yet, again, here is Mr. President. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. Should have a certainty that they're protected from COVID and cannot spread it from you. I, I mean, I guess we should just, we need to take out, take down the White House, you know, flag their account and take it down because this is clearly misinformation. Even the CDC, this is, quote, from the CDC website, quote, if you are fully vaccinated and become infected with the Delta variant, comma, you can spread the virus to others. This is the CDC website. Misinformation, ladies and gentlemen. The point, the point of all of this is that these mandates, these mandates and, and this push to control everything in the midst of a time where everything is out of control, in the midst of the time where economies are repressed, where, where we're teetering between whether a global inflation, which we are seeing currently, or will that turn as everything, the house of cards collapses on itself into a, a global depression, which will be very difficult to get out of. And yet here are governments continuing to raise taxes and to, to push for a further and further control over our everyday lives. Well, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. This is a value for value podcast. If you can tell, you've been listening to the show for about 20 or so minutes now, and we haven't had a commercial break. We haven't had a, 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 an ad pop into the episode because this show is funded by you, by people giving value in the value that they receive from this podcast. Now, thousands of people tune into this podcast every month to help them see the strategies and the schemes that are being set up against us to try to steal our freedoms, control our lives, and, and deceive us into so many different traps and snares. But if we can see those things, if we can see those traps, we can navigate around them, we can avoid them, and by doing so, we can uncover our purpose and we can own our future. So if you'd like to help produce this show, it's not giving a tip, but it's helping produce this show to help this show go on and to help other people get this in their hands. You can do so by visiting lucasscrobot.com and you can give your hard, cold fiat there, or you can listen to this show on a podcasting 2.0 certified app like Podfriend or Breeze, where you can load up your Bitcoin wallet, your broad and decentralized platform of currency, and you can stream Bitcoin to the show as you listen. Don't go away. We'll be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. 
Welcome back to Weaver and Luma, part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives. I love the image of the weaver and the loom. It, it A carpet is filled with many, many, many tiny knots, just like our lives are filled with many tiny decisions. And all of those decisions add up together. All of those those d- divine appointments, divine interventions of, of happening to run into someone in the middle of a, a store and become friends with them. All of these things are just little knots in our life that build up to make the tapestry or the carpet of our lives. And then our lives are just one little pixel in the history of mankind. And we're all being woven together. My destiny is locked up in your destiny and your destiny is truly locked up in my destiny as well. And that's why we need one another. We need a community to run with. And we need wisdom to be able to discern how to best live our lives, how to best navigate the snares and the traps. And that is a, the, the framework of a loom, to have a straight and solid loom, a straight and solid framework by which we can see the world so that we can make the decisions in our life rightly. Well, today's quote comes from Plato, from Plato's Republic. And it's actually the first three words of Plato's Republic, which is this, I went down. Now there's a story behind this. When I was in university, I took a, a philosophy course, and my, my philosophy teacher, he was, a, he was a true, a really true philosopher. He would, he would come to class every day wearing a, the same black sweatshirt and same black sweatpants and white sneakers. Now, it wasn't, you know, he probably had seven of the same sweatshirt and sweatpants, so that every day he would just wake up and put on the same outfit. So he didn't have to make those decisions. He was the real, you know, when you think of a philosophy professor, he was the the image that you probably see in your head that's, be, that's been depicted in all the movies. Well, in our class, we read Plato's Republic and Plato's Republic is a, a story of Plato writing about justice and mercy, and how societies ought to fit together. How do, how do republics function and, and roll out justice and roll out just systems of living? And it all starts with the, the hero going down to see a festival. And the, I remember the professor asking, How can we, from the first sentence of Plato's Republic, understand what the entire book is about? And I was stumped. I I couldn't figure it out. And he said, it's the first three words. I went down. And it's us going down out of our ivory towers. It's us going down into the cave, into the cave of ourselves, into the cave of of our past into solitude, into 
engaging with people around us, everyday people that we maybe we don't often engage with to be able to see the world from a different viewpoint. It's these things that enables us to see the world differently and to understand, at least in a measure, how we ought to live. And that's to live and to walk in humility, to live and to walk in self-awareness by coming down from those normal activities to a, to a moment of silence and rest so that we can begin to see the world around us rightly. And so that segues, that segues into something I've been recently uh, thinking about and wrestling through probably for, for the last month. I've been doing this show now every week without, without fail. I guess I've failed twice. Twice in the middle of moving, I missed a, a week show. But every week for the last three years, sometimes twice, most, most of this year, it's been twice a week. Um, at one point, it was five times a week doing this show. And over the last month, uh, hit some bumps in life, some, uh, some moments of sorrow and grief. And it has caused me to reflect and to say, I need a moment to go down. I need a moment to go into the cave as there's, there's things that I've been wanting to develop for the show. There's things that I've been wanting to develop in my, in my personal life that I need to take a moment to retreat back from the show so that I can come and take a step forward. Because oftentimes, if we want to take steps forward in life, we need to take a step back to, to put some things in order so that we can come out with a fresh view, fresh ideas, fresh articulation. So in the last, my goodness, in the last six or seven months, I have just loved how the show has developed. I have loved some of the, the new things that we have come out with, especially the, uh, the yeah, that makes sense segment and, and some of the more structures that have been coming into the show. I've just been loving the show. When I sit down here to talk with you twice a week, it is, it is really the place that I just feel such a wind in my heart. And I, I just love this so much. So I'm not going away, but I am scaling back uh, for the next month to possibly to the end of the year, I'm leaving a little open-ended, I know, and I, I personally hate that. In, in my decision-making process, I, I talk to a lot of different close confidants and mentors and friends to, to come to this decision. And I could, I could feel in myself a greater fear of pausing for a moment, letting go, taking a break to give myself to reading that I've been needing to do, wanting to do, to writing that I've been wanting to do, to developing some, some ideas further that I haven't had time to um, as most of my creative bandwidth is eaten up with these shows twice a week. And so pulling back from that will give me more creative bandwidth to plug into some of these areas that I'll be able to bring out. So uh, the twice a week model right now that we've been running off of since the beginning of this year will be paused for a, a number of weeks. Uh, 
I'm not saying I won't do an episode at all if I'm struck with with a great story if something just needs to be said. Um, I'm going to pop back on and share that with you. But in the meantime, between now and whenever the the next the next schedule is set into place, and we will keep on rolling with that with like clockwork, just as we've been doing the twice a week. Um, shows so far this year. I think we've clocked around, oh, I think over 70 episodes uh, this year. I think 76 episodes maybe we've done so far this year. So we'll continue with regular programming, of course. But between now and then, I would love to hear from you. If you if you find yourself at this episode and you're like, where's the next show? WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear uh, some of the things that you have been loving from the show, hating from the show, wishing you had more of from the show, or more importantly, things that are happening in your own life, things that are happening in your own community, things that you're seeing taking place that is causing you either concern or great joy, things that are taking place in your life that's causing you to find greater senses of purpose or feel like hindrances to finding your purpose or finding uh, your way in life of how, how that you can own your future, how you can see the world more clearly and more rightly. Finally, the way that we all can grow more as individuals is by giving away what we have. So even on this short uh, hiatus, it's not really a hiatus, it's not really a stepping back, it is a going down into the cave to develop things that I've been needing to develop that I can bring it back out so that we can all progress further. But in this hiatus, please, Share these ideas. You don't even need to share the actual link to the episode, but share these ideas with your community around you because that will cause you to grow because as you give things away, you gain more knowledge and more understanding and more articulation and it begins to build a community around you. It begins to strengthen those walls of those communities and that is the one thing that maybe it's not the one thing that we can control, but when we look across society, when we look at these global taxes and these governments and the, the dictionary changing the definition of words, we, unless you're in those high places of power, have very little control over that, but we can strike a, a rhythm and a cadence of the community around us. We can create a culture a cultural norm within the community around us. And then if we're living in that micro ecosystem, then we can be isolated from many of these toxic uh, pathogens that are, are sweeping through the globe. And it's truly sweeping through the globe due to the connectivity that we all have to the internet and to these smart devices that make us dumb. They make us dumb. One of the, the things that I am committing to over this next season is 
breaking up with the 24-hour news cycle a little bit more and spending more time reading, more time writing, and having those blocks of time to to block out deep work, deep thinking, which I've been so blessed to be able to do through this show as it takes hours to produce each one of these episodes of deep work and deep thinking and reading, but oftentimes it's reading pointless things like global taxes. It's just like, ah, come on. Come on, man. But I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting into some more meaty literature and books over this next season, and I encourage you to do the same. That is all for this episode. I look forward to seeing you soon. I look forward to seeing your name come up in my text messages and WhatsApp. Again, plus one, two, zero, two, nine, two, two, zero, two, two, zero. Remember, you are a person that goes out to pursue truth because when we pursue truth, we uncover our purpose and that enables us to own the future. <laughs>